Hey, Shannon, are you ready to start off season two? Yes, I am. Let's do it. This is the Reading Teacher's Lounge, where listeners can eavesdrop on professional conversations between elementary reading teachers. We're passionate about literacy and strive to find strategies to reach all learners. Shannon and Mary are neighbors who realized that they were literacy soul sisters at a dinner in their Atlanta neighborhood. Once they started chatting about reading, they haven't really stopped. Come join the conversation. Hey, it's been a really busy summer, so let's catch up. What have you been up to? I took a quiet June and rested um, with my boys at home and my dog and caught up on all my shows on TV, read a lot. And then July was travel almost the whole month. So, and then um, right when I got back from all the travel, I immediately started decorating my new classroom because I'm moving to kindergarten. All right, kindergarten. Yay. Yes, I've taught kindergarten as a reading specialist before, but I've never had it as homeroom before, so this is really exciting. I think it's going to be a great season for us to find out your journey through kindergarten. Um, because for me, kindergarten is so special. I don't I don't think you know this, but my first kindergarten class is actually graduating seniors this year. What? I know. So I started with my first um, year teaching was in a kindergarten class. My first two years teaching were in kindergarten. And it always holds a special place in my heart. So I can't wait to follow you on this journey this year and provide some little tidbits and (laughs) encouragement along the way because kindergarten friends are so special. And I know we have lots of kindergarten teachers who listen or parents who have kids who are going into kindergarten. And I don't know, it's a special time. You have a kindergartner this year, too, in your family. So I do. I do, my youngest son. So um, it's going to be a year. Kindergarten all day long. It's going to be a year of following it through <laughs> the whole time. Lots of directions. Well, I have a couple questions about kindergarten, but I wanted to share it with you uh, right at the end of last school year, mm-hmm. after we stopped recording, you were just saying that your kindergarten class became seniors. So I was a third grade teacher when I first started teaching, and I went to... I, a girl's college graduation. She was in my third year of teaching uh, in my third grade class. So I think it was 14 or 15 years ago that, that I taught her so and I got special. to go to her college graduation. And it was, I, I was just as proud as she was and just as proud as her mom was. It was really exciting. That That's the one thing that I, um, I'm actually kind of at a crossroads now with my career too, because uh, my fifth grade and fourth grade students are sort of moving onward and upward right now and I have come to this point with my boy Rigby who you all know I love so much love Rigby oh he will I I've told him that when he becomes a really successful entrepreneur he has to save me a spot in his grand skyscraper that he builds or owns (laughs) or whatever it is um or at least a pass to the gym at the building or something like that that sounds like a good deal (laughs) um but As we were tutoring this summer, we were working a lot on executive functioning, and he would give me a lot of pushback. And I finally said to his mom, I said, we might be reaching that point where middle school is creeping up, and middle school is not my forte. And he and I are reaching this crossroads where he has to kind of maybe move on with another tutor at this point. She goes, but you're still going to advocate for us, right? Of course. Yes. I will never leave their family. (laughs) Even if they wanted me to, I think I'm stuck with them for the long haul. Um, 
So I have actually picked up a couple new families that I've been working with and advocating for this summer. And um, these two families actually are now in kindergarten, going into kindergarten. So um, it's kind of nice for me to kind of like start this journey um, with the younger kids again. So. And you started teaching at kindergarten level, right? I did. I started teaching kindergarten and I taught for two years and then I took a year off and I did um, an intensive special ed program at the University of Pittsburgh. And um, after that year, I earned a two-year degree um, for a master's in special ed. And then um, we moved to Atlanta. And then after moving to Atlanta, I got a job and I started teaching special education. Okay. So throughout special education, I've actually taught every elementary grade level. But my heart is always kindergarten because that's where my roots are. So, um, But my reason for teaching was um, in kindergarten, I was noticing that there were kids who were learning letters and they were learning, but just at a really different rate of the other kids. And I was just sort of dumbfounded by the fact that everybody was moving on and these two few kids were just not picking it up. And strategy after strategy I tried was just not making a difference. And so I really felt very passionate about going back to school to find out how can I teach these kids to read. It was really strange. So that's sort of what led me to special education. Um, And then special education, after two years in special ed, uh, the county I was working for paid for my training for Orton-Gillingham. So now I'm teacher certified Orton-Gillingham, and I help teachers, um, I help parents, and then I also work with kids individually. Yeah. All right. Well, kindergarten is the foundation. I mean, I talked about in our second episode and first season about my big aha moment with becoming a reading teacher was when I switched between my kindergarten reading group as a interventionist and then my fifth grade reading group. And I realized that the fifth graders were missing the skills that I was working on with the kindergartners and that, that, um, phonological awareness and phonemic awareness pieces are so important to reading development that if they don't have that, they're at a, you know, they're stuck and, um, they won't progress. And then through my own work with uh, lower level kids and students who struggle learning to read, I realized that multisensory was best, even though I'd never heard of Warren Gillingham. Right. Yeah. It's so fascinating how this sort of kind of comes full circle because now, um, I am working with these kindergarten students and I'm starting with very basic phonological awareness, even listening and identifying the difference of the number of words in the sentence, um, figuring out how to identify rhyming words. And we've been using Sandra Boynton books, which I absolutely love. Oh, yeah. I love the illustrations in those. They're so cute. I'm sure that our listeners would recognize, um, you know, the going to bed book, Dinosaur Dance. Um, but they're really good word predictors. So we were working on alliteration just recently, and I used her A to Z book. And so it has the letters, and it's A, aardvark admiring, B, beavers ballooning. Oh, that helps with grammar, too. It's fantastic. And what I really noticed was that if I would get my students to repeat after what I had said, I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that they were saying each of the sounds because that book, even though it's, written for toddlers, it has really great descriptive words. Okay. So repeating aardvark admiring has and making lots sure of phonemes that in it. And admiring, it's not just 
adding and they're missing the middle sounds or right. syllable. Um, and so I've been working on all of these new lessons and it's been really, um, I don't know, inspiring for me. I've been really enjoying this summer and all of the new, um, lessons that I've been doing, it kind of re-energizes me. So I'm sure kindergarten's going to do that for you too. Well, I, I, I went all in on decorating my classroom. I've decorated it, uh, more than I've decorated any classroom I've ever taught. Um, but I, Love kindergarten furniture. Like, <laughs> all so the brown sweet. shelves are amazing, and I've always wanted to have those. I've been jealous of the kindergarten teachers for all the cubbies and the shelves, and I finally have all those in my room, so that's awesome. So I went with a kind of farmhouse, boho farmhouse is what it's called, theme. And um, since I always talk about reading development and growing readers, that that's the theme of my room this year is grow and thrive in room 105. So I have tons of green things and then I have black and white things as well to kind of tie it in and make it look, make it look a little more modern. But I've had fun. Um, when I was in all my travels, I stopped at like every target and that four state radius, <laughs> pull over, there's a target, pull over, there's a dollar tree. They might have different teacher things at this one. I need to go check it out. And then Hobby Lobby had an awesome, like 90% off all their spring items. And so I got all these amazing like wooden signs for like two or $3. And Perfect. I had a lot of fun. It felt like decorating like a room in my house, decorating the classroom. So um, at back to school night, actually, I met the students last week and I was having them look around the room because it's very green in there. So I was like, okay, what, what, what colors do you see? Do you see your favorite color? What do you like? And one girl looks around and then she goes, well, it's not green. Green is not my favorite. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to hope that you like green by the end of the year because you're going to be surrounded by green. We're kind of teaching kindness. (laughs) (laughs) But then her older sister said, I love nature, so I really like this room. Thank you, sister. We'll post some pictures of Shannon's classroom because I have to tell you, she went all out. It looks fantastic. Her kids are in for a treat this year because it's really beautiful well done and it's a lot of work as i'm sure most of our listeners know we were talking about who our target audience is and so i wonder um if you're listening to this let us know and give us some feedback Um, we know that parents listen to our podcast we know that literacy specialists listen to our podcast teachers who go above and beyond and are trying to learn all they can to reach their little fledgling readers yes Um, reading group teachers whether they're homeroom teachers or or intervention teachers, yeah. right um but um we're always curious and also how many years have you been teaching if you are in one of those categories let's put up a facebook poll as well and also an insta story ask yes. a question and y'all can interact with us and we can find out a little bit more about you because we did add a lot of listeners this summer and so we want to say welcome to all the new listeners and um As you listen to our episodes, as they go forward, we'd like you to go back and listen to some of the episodes from season one. So we're going to show you um, how to find those specific episodes, especially our vowel series, um, we think is really helpful. And some of the ones about phonemic awareness that we did. And sight words um, was also a popular one. And we want to make sure that we are we are sharing as much information as possible. We also have a really great list of new episode ideas. Um, you want to talk about that now? I was going to talk about it later, but we I put that, when Let's, you heard me flipping my papers a second ago, that's what I was pulling out. I think 
I think we have to maybe just do a few teasers. Okay. Just a little bit. Well, I was flipping papers through my happy planner because that is something else I discovered this summer. I am part of the happy planner team. <laughs> it is. I did a passion planner last school year and it was okay, but then I still had two separate planners. And so happy planner is completely customizable and I'm a customizable person <laughs> and I'm a synthesizer, you know? And so like, I love that I can build my own planner. And so I've had a whole lot of fun this summer learning yes. about happy planner, it's so impressive. buying all the stickers and the accessories and everything. Um, I'm not. I'm a fly-by-my-pants kind of person. <laughs> You're a sticky note planner. <laughs> Which is why I'm a great special ed teacher, because I can really help kids get organized. <laughs> you got to know your audience, right? Okay. I mean, <laughs> You've learned how to function, how to do executive functioning, so then you share with others. But you better believe it. <laughs> All right. So... Um, we are going to aim for 36 episodes since there's 36 weeks in our American school year. We're going to, we have high hopes to do 36 episodes and we will record the season closer in May and we'll see how close we got to our goal. Going to do the best we can. We made a smart goal, right? Mm-hmm. What is smart? Uh, what is it? Something, S is for something. M is, is S for sensible. M is for measurable. A-R-T. Y'all email us and tell us what SMART goals mean. I went to an in-service years ago about that, but then we moved on to other initiatives where we don't write SMART goals anymore for our data. We write other things. No, I write SMART goals all the time. I'm just drawing a blank. I'm just honestly drawing a blank. If I were not, if I had my computer right in front of me. Okay, check our show notes and we'll link to what SMART notes are, what SMART SMART goals are. Um... But we're not feeling too smart right now and knowing what the letters in SMART stand for. But we have planned some SMART episodes for you guys. So we are going to, after this episode, we are going to start a balanced literacy series. We're very excited to talk about guided reading and shared reading and read aloud and interactive writing and all the different literacy components. But then also talking about how to weave in phonics. And make sure that phonics is still systematic and well-supported and really explicitly taught. Um, We can't wait to share this next coming, upcoming episode with you. It's going to be great. Yes. And uh, speaking of phonics, that was another thing I did this summer was I went to training because we are, for the first time in my whole career, in year 18 of my teaching, I actually have a phonics curriculum to follow. Congratulations. Yes. Everything I've done before has been just cobbled together from other sources or the opposite of the really awful scripted program that I was forced to do for a year and could not stand. So this phonics program that we've adopted is foundations, which is based um, on Orton Gillingham. Right. By the Wilson reading program. Yes. And the trainings were amazing. I loved my trainer. So we might even have her as a guest on the podcast and I um, love the materials look so fun. I'm really excited to start, it has these a very efficient, quick routines to get the students um, used to all the uh, practices so that then their brains can focus on actually what they're learning and not just having a different type of reading lesson every single day. And uh, you're going to love how systematic that yeah, is. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just so excited. So um, we'll talk uh, about foundations as we go through the episodes this season as I learn more about it and do it with my students. So um, we also are going to dig into the foundational skill standards in depth and looking at what those look like um, at each grade level so that we can see what is expected 
of foundation skills at each grade level. So you're, you're going to love that early reading teachers. We're also going to dig deeper into um, phonemic awareness a little bit. Phonemic awareness, phonological awareness, the big umbrella, but really blending and segmenting um, and how you can really work that into your lessons, um, not just in reading, but in all of your subject areas, because your kids need as much practice as possible with blending and segmenting to um, really get a good foundation. And we're going to go into multisensory stuff and defining what that looks like um, from Mary, who is formal. Yeah. Fort Gillingham training, and then um, mine is more like an apprenticeship of just studying low readers and trying things out and seeing what works, and I came to the same conclusions that she learned in all of her Orton Gillingham training, which is that multisensory is what works best, and so we're going to be breaking those down and talking about really good strategies to do for different types of learners and how to weed them all together to yep. make um, reading activities that can help students learn how to read as quickly as possible and have it stick. We're going to plan some really exciting interviews, um, and we're also going to do a little bit more about some of our favorite um, FCRR, Florida Center for Reading Research, you know, all those nice free games that they have. We're going to send out some of our favorites um, and let you all know what some of our favorites are for those. And we really want you all um, this whole season to join in the conversation with us. We want to crowdsource a lot of ideas and help put them together one place um, so that because I taught I met a lot of teachers this summer as I was doing my travels and going to conferences and things and everybody I talked to was excited to join the conversation and so we want all of you as listeners to join the conversation because you're listening um, episode after episode and you're sharing with us an email yeah. and messages on social media um that you're enjoying the episodes and everything, but we, we want to hear about um, how, what you're doing with your readers in your classrooms or in your homes. And um, so we're going to be doing more things on Instagram and Facebook so that you can join the conversation a little bit easier. And we'll be telling you more about that as the season progresses. We're really excited. The season one um, for us, I think was a really exciting year for us. We definitely put both feet into this podcast. We have um, put our hearts and souls kind of, I think, into the airwaves, which is really lovely. Yes. Um, but it has given us a lot of confidence and encouragement. And um, I know it's been, it's really inspired me um, to do different things with, with my path of, of teaching. And I'm really proud of us so far. It's been really exciting. But I think the most encouraging part is when we get um, feedback from our listeners and people are saying, Oh, thanks for listening to this. I'm doing my dishes and, and getting some professional development at the same time, which is really what our goal is some light professional development so that everybody can feel like we're all in this together and we're all going to try to move forward and work smarter, not harder. Yes. Well, and kudos to you for the summer episode, because that's been our most listened to one by far. And so we would love to see your pictures yeah. um, or hear your stories of some of the summer activities that you've done. And Mary's going to be posting some of the things that she's done with her girls. Uh, right now, our most popular is moving the tent that we have had in our playroom to different areas of the house and just having, you know, half an hour of reading time and just cuddling up and being cozy and everybody grabs their book. And, um, you know, we've had our, our weekly library trips and, and we've gotten all of our new books and it's great. It's really fun and it's really special. 
um, I'm glad that I've kind of invested that time in my kids this summer. Well, I had a happy accident happen. I'm in a a group of adults book club, but we read young adult books. And I uh, was going to the library and grabbing the book really fast to read on one of my trips. And I accidentally requested the CD version instead of the print version. And so I was like, guess what, kids? On the eight-hour drive, we're going to be listening to my book. (laughs) Because I don't have time to read it when we get there. And because it was a young adult book, it was appropriate for the kids to listen to it. And they ended up loving it we were pausing it and talking about the stories and um they keep referencing it like oh remember that character in 14th goldfish and they did this and they did that and so um on the return trip we actually um we stopped at cracker rail to see if there were any audiobooks there but there weren't uh-huh. um that were at their level and so i just ended up in the parking lot downing an audio uh downloading an audiobook from our library nice. um, here in atlanta and we listened to a story on our way back as well and so the most boring part of the drive you know about two or three hours stretch that's like nothing to see and so that's always going to be like our audiobook time I love that I'm so glad that that worked out for me I love audiobooks so that's that's amazing my kids love them too I okay I love read, reading aloud like that is my thing but I am not actually a great listener read alouds mm-hmm. okay so like, I'm pretty picky about what voice yeah. We'll do the audiobook, and I like to try to find ones that are done by the author. Yeah. Um, no, you know, it's so funny. My mom says the same thing. Really? Yeah, she she's the exact same way. But me, I could listen. If somebody else is reading to me, it just kind of brings me back to childhood, and I just soak it up. My mind it. wanders. I have to really make myself focus. To each their own. I know. But then I'm, like, all about the read-aloud. Uh, the student that I went to her graduation, we uh, she sent me a text. She had found a little book that she had written in my class in third grade, and she would written this little Sincoin poem. And uh, it said, you know, Miss Bet's class, listening, read-aloud. <laughs> that was one of the lines of her poem. I was like, wow, I guess I've been doing that's it. read aloud my entire career that's been our special time that everybody remembers Aww, that's but so we've read a whole bunch of books uh chapter books from my classes over the years and then they've been made into movies and so you know like we i used to read the giver all the time and now yes. that's been made to a movie i used to read uh, bfg um wrinkle in time yep and so as my students have gotten older and I've gone into uh, high school and college. They're like, this movie's finally out. I can't wait to see it. I remember reading it in third grade with you. So, I love that, too. Don't stop reading aloud, people. Well, I went to the library and got some books for kindergarten for next week. Yeah. Because um, I'm excited, but I'm a little bit scared of just, you know, 20-something five-year-olds and what I'm going to do with them all day the first week. I think after we get our routine down, it'll be fine. But I got a bunch of books just in case. You know, if I just need to gather them at the carpet and do something real quick. And I saw a cute idea online about doing a different um, color book for each day. So yeah. doing Harold on the Purple Crayon and, you know, focusing on the color purple that day. And a book about, like, maybe the one in the middle is the Green Kangaroo for green. Oh, that's and so cute. Pink Alicious and Brown Bear and some other ones. And so I'm going to try to do that and do a color a day for the first few weeks just to kind of give us some structure. I have to say that's one of the things that I absolutely adore about kindergarten is the theme of it all and the kids like you know the more you can embrace a theme they just like jump right on it and it's so sweet I I remember one day um we did a 
pinkalicious and purplicious book together. And one of the teachers I was co-teaching with, we both wore, I wore a purple wig and she wore a pink wig. And it was amazing. And the kids just ate it up because you can be so silly with the kids in kindergarten. And they, I loved that. I, I love doing like the silly rhyming songs with the kids in kindergarten. We would do that as like a way to clean up um, on the playground. Okay. I would start singing my song and then they would all kind of gather around, which is also a great way to promote phonological awareness, yes. by the way. <laughs> songs, songs, songs. That's what you were telling me. Songs, songs, songs. They, they eat it up and the sillier the better. Well, I, fun and silly will be good because... When I was reading specialists and also then moving from that to doing second grade, the pressure to close the achievement gap really got to me. And I took my job so seriously sometimes. I mean, my students enjoyed, they enjoyed life in my class and we obviously enjoyed books together and I wasn't, you know, like a grumpy mean teacher or whatever, but I would just, I was always focused on like, how can I grow my readers as fast as possible? Because some of them are three levels behind and I've got to get them as close to grade levels as as I can in the short amount of time. And so I didn't always stop and like be silly and have fun. And so I'm excited to sing and do some things and like, they're just not going to be as behind in the kindergarten. I mean, I know that I'm going to have to develop their language a lot because they might just have, you know, the language and vocabulary of a two-year-old, even if they're in kindergarten. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, it won't be like, okay, you're in second grade and you're on a pre-K level. Well, the growth is so tremendous in kindergarten and that part is very exciting. It's so exciting for them too. Um, they come in as such babies and, and then when they leave, they're just so grown. It's amazing. It's, I don't know. I find it to be really heartwarming because they're so, um, they wear their emotions on their sleeves so easily. So you can just see how it is. So when they're oozing with pride, you know it. When they're, you know, absolutely devastated, you know it. Okay. And, uh, you know, you don't have to read into their their feelings as much as you do, even in second grade where they've already learned to kind of like hide and fly under the radar. Um, oh, There's no masks. Love, you're okay. going to love kindergarten. It's a fantastic year. And parents, if you are... Um, you know, allowing your babies to come into a new kindergarten room. Just know that the teachers have so many fears going in as well, but everybody has your child's best interest um, at heart. And, you know, I think starting off as on a good note with your child's teacher and, um, you know, just trusting them, trusting that they do know what's best and that um, you can help them along the way. I think that goes a really long way. Well, tomorrow's the first day of school, and I really just want to set the tone of, like, welcome to school. Welcome to the school experience. This is a classroom, and we're going to do some, you know, school crafts and things like that and talking about friendship and getting along. And I want them to have a very positive experience um, their first day of school ever and have some things that they've tangibly made that they can take home with them and, um. I'm going to try to make Play-Doh in the morning. If oh, I get, fun. yeah, I found a um, recipe for icing Play-Doh where it's just powdered sugar and icing. So if they eat it, there okay, go. <laughs> we'll have a sugar bus, but <laughs> there you go. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And so they might work on that during morning work, but um, I think it's going to be a good year. And even though we're talking about kindergarten this episode, we are going to talk about a lot of other grade levels this season. Don't worry. We weave it all in. Yes. 
Um, but thank you for listening. Um, thank you for finding us this summer and also sharing it with other people that you know. And if you would write us a review on iTunes, that would really help other people to find our podcast as well. And we are going to be doing some giveaways soon. Mm -hmm. And so check, follow us on Instagram at Reading Teachers Lounge. All of those words spelled out at Reading Teachers Lounge on Instagram. And you can, you know, win some of the stuff that we'd like to share with you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll do it on Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook. Um, We also have our Facebook page. And you can email us at readingteacherslounge um, at gmail.com if you have any specific questions. Uh, We're updating the webpage, so look for that too. Um, And thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure for us to get to reach you. Bye-bye. Bye.